Hello and welcome to the Proxima Weekly Debrief. I'm Maura Murphy, Senior Content Producer at Proxima, reporting to you from New York. This is week commencing April 26, 2021. Starting us off today in the U.S., the CEO of Starwood Energy, Himanshu Saxena, has written an open letter to the Board of Directors of the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, better known as ERCOT, with a proposal to address the dispatchable power generation across the state. Under the company's $8 billion plan, Starwood would develop, build, and own 11 new gas-fired power plants totaling 11 gigawatts of generation capacity with on-site gas storage. ERCOT would have full rights to dispatch the facilities as and when necessary to maintain the system reliability and for other purposes. Starwood Energy would create a regulated company to hold the assets and recover a PUCT-approved regulated rate of return on the investment. Berkshire Hathaway Energy previously pitched a similar proposal in the weeks following February's winter storm in Texas that had caused widespread disruption to the grid. Staying in the U.S., the U.S. International Development Finance Corporation, also known as the DFC, has unveiled a series of new climate-focused commitments, including a pledge to reach net-zero emissions through its investment portfolio by 2040. The measures, announced in support of President Biden's Leaders' Summit on Climate, also features a commitment to increase climate-focused investments to 33% of new investments beginning in financial year 2023, including investments in climate mitigation, adaptation, and resilience in developing countries. DFC will also work to develop a risk-sharing platform with private sector insurance partners to reduce barriers to financing climate projects, expanding the agency's capacity to finance innovative projects in challenging contexts. The platform will focus on developing markets and will be directly targeted to individual projects that will reduce carbon emissions through clean energy production, more efficient and sustainable agriculture and industry, and the protection of fragile ecosystems. And the DFI announced plans to hire its first ever chief climate officer to lead its internal and external coordination on sustainability and climate-related investments. And further news on U.S. agencies, the U.S. General Services Administration has made a commitment to sourcing all electricity for its federal real estate portfolio of around 186 million square feet from renewable sources by 2025. The GSA aims to end its use of fossil fuels in newly built facilities and facilities undergoing modernization in order to be carbon neutral by 2030. Additionally, the GSA has set up the Federal Building Decarbonization Task Group to address difficulties with decarbonization processes through the use of renewable energy, electrification, energy efficiency, and smart building technology at its federal buildings. Moving from the U.S. and into Canada on some social infrastructure work, Infrastructure Ontario and Hamilton Health Sciences have pre-qualified three teams to design, build, and finance the West Lincoln Memorial Hospital Redevelopment Project. The project will build a new, larger hospital on the property behind the existing facility to serve the West Niagara community. The selected teams are AIMCO Sakier Alliance, consisting of AIMCO Design Build, Sakier Construction, IBI Group Architects Canada, and Operas Building Engineering Limited. The second group is Elliston Infrastructure Healthcare, consisting of Elliston Corporation, Parkin Architects, and Elliston Capital. And the last group is the Pomerleau Healthcare Partners, comprising Pomerleau, Cumulus Architects, and Walter Fetty. Moving south into the Caribbean, the Dominican Republic's National Council of Public-Private Partnerships has declared the proposal for the Autopista del Ambar, submitted by APP Quisquea, 
as of public interest and recognizes the company as the original proponent. APP Kiskea proposed a project to design, build, operate, and maintain a 32-kilometer four-lane toll road to connect the tourist province of Puerto Prata and Santiago. The general director of the public-private partnerships has been tasked with structuring the specifications, drafting the public-private partnership contract, and other documents necessary for the performance of the competitive process selection of an awardee. APP is now required to submit feasibility studies validating the environmental, technical, legal, economic, and financial viability of the initiative. Lastly for today is in East Africa. Total has declared force majeure at its Mozambique LNG project, citing the local insecurity. The French company said that it had withdrawn all of its personnel from the Ifungi site, and as such, it has declared the stoppage officially. The move follows a terrorist attack on the nearby town of Palma last month. The assault lasted for some days and killed a number of people. Total said that it has expressed solidarity with the government and the Mozambique people. It went on to say that it hoped the actions taken by the government and its partners would, quote, enable the restoration of security and stability in Cabo Delgado province in a sustained manner. The attack came just as Total said that it would return to work and had put things on pause at the beginning of the year in the face of the rising insurgency. Total is the operator of Mozambique LNG with a 26.5% stake. State-owned ENH Ravumura Araria Um has 15%. Japanese, Indian, and Thai companies hold the remaining equity. And that's all for this week. If you'd like to hear more about these stories or any of our upcoming events, please visit us at proximoinfo.com. Until next week.